know, Parshas Kisisa is certainly well known for a, an unfortunate episode. An episode that really, sadly, defines the, uh, the fate of the Jewish people throughout their 40 years in the Midbar. You know, uh, clearly we, we did not have a great report card. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it was. Baruch Hashem, the good news is we made it through those 40 years to Eretz Yisrael. We reached a, a point in time, and certainly we did in the past in, in, in Parshas Yisro, we reached that pinnacle of Nasa Vanishma, so we certainly had greatness within us. But this Parsha, with the Chet Egel is one of the first indicators, or maybe there's some others already uh, that happened, but it's certainly a, a great indicator uh, of what was going to happen throughout Bamidbar. And that was, we're, go, we're going to make mistakes. Kaisrael made mistakes. And those mistakes cost us dearly. The Meraglim cost us another 38 years or so staying in the Midbar because we didn't trust in going to Eretz Yisrael. The Chet Egel is still costing us till the, today because you know the sin of the Chet Egel, the sin of the uh, of the uh, making of the golden calf is something that the Chazal say every single time something bad happened to the Jewish people, Rachman al-Litzan, the Chet Egel is sort of part of that punishment. So there are mistakes that we are, in a sense, still paying for till this day because we haven't fully done shuva for that avera. So we know we're we're going to make mistakes. That's sort of part of our our history. And you know something that I've talked about, not really in a in a shmu setting, but I've mentioned other places. You know, and I know that some of you, maybe many of you, hear different. You know, speeches in Baruch Hashem, a lot of you are in uh, different uh, uh, Torah uh, apps and different sites, and you go to Torah anytime, which of course is great. And a lot of, uh, a lot of places we can hear Divrei Torah. I get literally every day maybe 20 or 30 different texts about Divrei, you know, Divrei Torah. And you certainly don't want to ever say that anything is wrong or anything is inappropriate. I just want to make the point, and really I want to connect it to really the, the, the point I want to make today. The fact that we are human beings, and the fact that the, you can see from our history, even the greatest people, the people that were zochet to say, Nasev and Ishma, they, they messed up, they tripped, they fell. There are different mistakes that happened throughout the Midbar. Now, when you think about 40 years, maybe there weren't, not that many. But yes, we fall. But I, I, I've heard some, some of these Divrei Torah, and I really want to make it clear because I'm talking to special people, young men who are the future leaders of Klaisol Rabbisite. And when you hear somebody say to you on a, one of these five minute Torah messages, you're going to sin. You're going to sin. And you're going to sin. You have to sin. I know the point of that message is not go ahead and sin. The point of that message is not to say to people, it's, you know, don't worry about it. The point of that message, and it's an important message, that when you do sin, and if you do sin, you got to get back up. Jews have to stay in the fight. And the fact that we make a mistake, the fact that there are certain things that we might do that we're not proud of, don't get depressed, don't give it up. You just have to keep getting back up, and don't worry, you have another day. And it's tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. And when you make a mistake, and you fall, and you trip, and you're not proud of what happened... Uh, the day before, the night before, you just keep keep plugging away, keep fighting because HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us. And even though we might have made a mistake, we, we have to keep going. And that's a very important message. When we do sin, and 
Shalom Melech said it, right? Ain't Sadik Baris Hashiasa Tovalechta. We are all we're all human beings. But that but that message, I don't want it to sort of cloud the other message that we have to hear. A message that I think is, is, is more important. I mean, they're both important. The idea that we should not get depressed, the idea that we should not feel because we made a mistake, that's it, I'm a nothing, what's the point? My Judaism is never going to be accepted by God because look at all the things I've done wrong. Those are crazy, crazy thoughts. And thoughts of the Eight Sahara. And therefore, we, sh- we should always know we can always get back up. We can always look at tomorrow as a new opportunity. We should never get down on ourselves because that's a, that's a talk of the eight Torah. Jews, we can't afford to get down on ourselves. We've got too much work we have to do. So we have to get back up and we have to keep fighting the eight Torah. No matter how many times we might have uh, lost in the past in, in different battles. Rabbi said, but we also have, a, have to hear another message. A message that, that the Chavetz Chaim told Rav Shimon Schwab and Rav Shimon Schwab was an incredible person who became one of the Gedoli, uh, Gedolim of the Jewish people. He was the head of the Boreas community. And when he was younger, he passed away late, I think late 1900s. He passed away fairly recently. And he was once had the schus of visiting the Chavetz Chaim. And he, in visiting the Chavetz Chaim, I don't know how he was young, he was a, probably a teenager at the time, and he said, you know, well, are you a Kayin? No, I'm not a Kayin. Why aren't you a Kayin? Well, I'm not a Kayin, because my father wasn't a Kayin. Well, do you know? Do you know why I am a Kayin, by the way? He said, I am a Kayin. And you're not a Kayin. And you know what that means? That means that when Mashiach comes, I'm going to do the, the, the vote in the base. I mean, and he got very, very clear about it. He said, by the way, when, when, you know, when the Mashiach comes, and we're going to all be walking towards the base of Migdash in excitement and anticipation, there's going to be somebody at the, at the gate, at the eastern gate, at the Shanikter. I'm not, I'm not sure it's going to be called Shanikter in the times of Mashiach, but when that gate, which was called Shanikter during the, the, uh, the first two, uh, Migdash, Somebody's going to be standing there and say, well, wait a minute, at this point, are you a Kohen? Because if you're a Kohen, you can keep going. If you're Israel, you can't keep going. And if you're a Kohen, you can go in, you can do the Avodah, you can do all the wonderful things. And if you're Israel, you, you, you got to stop. And he says, you know why that's going to be, why that is? You know why it's going to be that when we re- rebuild the base of Migdash, I'm go- getting into the inner sanctum, so to speak, and you're going to be on the outside? He says, because 3,000 years ago, when Moshe Benu came down in this week's Parsha, and he said those incredible words, three words are by say that we should really have in bold letters, maybe even flashing lights in our in our rooms, in our in our homes, certainly in our hearts and our minds. He asked a question. He said, Mi Lashem Eloi. He said, Rabbi Say, he said, Who is ready to fight for Akkadish Baruch? Hu? If if you're ready to fight for Akkadish Baruch, Hu, you come with me. Mi Lashem Eloi. Because we have work to do. And we have to avenge the 3,000, despite the fact that the, all of Kaisrol, for the most part, were involved with the sin of the Egel. Only three worshipped, 3,000 worshipped Avodazara. The rest were, they were participants, but not with Avodazara. They were looking for a leader. They were looking for somebody to replace Moshe Benu. They became completely dis- discombobulated about what's going on. Moshe's not here. And they, had, they pictured him dead. They had this vision that he passed away. So there was a lot of explanations to what happened, but at the end of the day, those 3,000 people needed to be taken care of because worshiping Avodah publicly is an unacceptable sin. So he said words, Mila Shem Eloi. 
And the Chavetz Chaim told Rav Shimon Schwab, and he didn't tell him to shtach him, to make him feel bad. He was giving him an incredible message that he knew that Rav Shimon Schwab was going to have this challenge in his life as he became one of the Gedolei Olam. He said, my great-great-great-grandfather answered that call. Mila Hashem And yours didn't. So I became part of the Kohanim, the Kohanim and the Revim that were designated for special avoda. Till that point, it wasn't going to be Shevet Levi. But when Shevet Levi answered and went with Moshe Benu, every single member of Shevet Levi answered that call. But yours didn't, as the Mepharshim explained, as the Medrash explains, and therefore they lost their rights to service, and it was given to Shevet Levi. And the, and the Chavetz Chaim was giving Rav Schwab an incredible, incredible message. One that Rabbi Yisrael, we hear today, we just have to listen for those signs. We don't hear the words, we don't, we don't hear Moshe Rabbeinu coming down from the mountain saying, Mila Hashem But there are, there are moments in our lives, on a regular basis, and certainly at very dramatic junctures in our lives, that we have to be listening for that message. Because of those who stand up, and say, I'm here, I'm ready, look at, look at the difference, look at the repercussions, look at the ramifications and the reverberations of what happens when you stand up on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you fight the good fight, and you win that battle. And even though everyone else is, is, is having a great time, and we know with the eagle, and there was, there was a lot of dancing, and a lot of fun, and a lot of inappropriate activity. But Shevet Levi didn't participate. They stood up for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They stood up for the Torah. They had that constant message in their hearts, I know I'm a Jew. And it's so interesting that the Mepharshim say because they were connected to Torah. From the time already from, from Yaakov, you know, Yaakov gave his son Levi a special, special connection to Torah. A connection to Torah that led them to not be part of the slavery of Egypt. Because when they were offered to be part of that whole uh, operation of service and building these, these, uh, these decadent uh, pyramids and everything else along with it, they said no. And the Dasa Kedem indicates, because we're learning Torah, that we're uniquely connected to Torah. And because they're uniquely connected to Torah, they're able to say, I'm not interested. The answer is no. Rabbi Isai, he says, look at that. You can, you, can, you can rise to the occasion at a given moment in time, which is why it's not about, am I perfect? Or That's not the question. Am I perfect? The Yetzirah wants us to ask ourselves the question. Look in the mirror. What do you see? You see a perfect Jew? Come on, who are you trying to kid? You're not a perfect Jew. You, you, you've done a lot of sins. So what's the point? Throw in the towel and let's just forget about this whole thing. It doesn't pay. Shab is too hard. This and that. What, am I perfect? I'm not perfect. So Kashbrocha doesn't expect perfection. Rabbi said, but if we win one battle, and in life really, that's, that's you have to look at it. In many areas of, of moving ahead and changing who you are in life, even in the secular world, they tell you, don't think, I'm not, I'm not going to have a drink for the rest of my life. I'm not going to have a Danish for the rest of my life. I'm not going to have a cigarette or whatever is for the rest of my life. No. Look at it today. Next, for the next hour. I'm going to win the battle for the next 10 minutes. If we break life down into these individual components... And say, I, it's not about being perfect. Leave that out of your head. The HR puts that into your head. It's about what is this situation in front of me? 
What am I doing about this particular text I just got about Saturday night? That, this is the question. Only one question. Am I going? Am I not going? Am I participating? Leave everything else out. I, yeah, I could be the most rotten guy in the world. Yeah, it could be. But right now, I have one issue in front of me. One test. Am I going? Am I not going? Am I saying it? Or am I not saying it? I got this guy, and he really bothers me, and I got this fantastic line. If I say this line right now, I will have 18 guys literally splitting. Their sides are going to be splitting. They're going to be laughing so hard, and it's going to be so funny. What's with that guy? Okay, well, sorry. Yeah, listen, somebody's got somebody's to be slaughtered for the line. You can't have a line with 18 guys laughing, and the 19th guy is going to laugh as well. That, that's not fun. Yeah, there'll be one guy feeling shechted and crying and broken and going home and wondering why is he even in this place anyway when 18 guys can laugh at my expense. One moment in time, Rabbi Say, that one moment in time can make the difference you can't even imagine. And the Baruch Hu does not answer us to, to pass every test. Stop, stop even thinking about what am I going to be and how am I going to do everything. And It's about now, about today, about this particular challenge. Shevet Levy wasn't perfect. They weren't perfect. Shimon Levy had a little bit of a history. They weren't perfect. But Levy answered that call, Mila Shem Eloi, and they responded. And they, were, they earned eternity with that one response. It doesn't matter about other things they might have done wrong. It does that moment in time. The Ramam tells us that, moments in time. He says an incredible thing. He says at the end of, of Makos, he says something amazing. He says, well, how do we earn our ticket into Olam Abba? I think I might have said this before, but just, just to, to, to highlight the point I'm making. How do we earn Olam We all want eternity. So we all are born with an intrinsic right for eternity. So, how do we have to earn it? What, what do we do? The Rambam says, if we do one mitzvah l'shma, if we do, we do one mitzvah for no other reason because we want to do the right thing. We're doing it for Hashem. We're doing it because we, we want to stand up for Hashem's glory. Everybody said, and it could be something that we do or it could be something that we don't do. We don't blast that guy and make that line and have everybody crack up. And I'm sitting there, oh, it would have been so funny. It would have been the line of the year. We would have been repeating it uh, for 120 times throughout the entire year. But I didn't say it. How huge is that, Rabbi Say? How huge? I, I, there's no way of telling. There's no way of telling whether that's the Mila Shemei law of our generation. We don't know that. You're, you're sitting there, in the, and you know, somebody, we had a whole big discussion uh, yesterday with you know, TikTok. Some guys were arguing, and some of the seniors were arguing, TikTok could be kosher. doesn't have to be chazat treif. You could have, you can, it depends what you look at, if you look at only appropriate things, and you know, the other ones, other people are arguing, come on, who are you trying to kid? It's impossible. It was very interesting machlokis about, you know, could this, is there such a thing as a kosher TikTok uh, App, whatever. Could you make it kosher? And Baruch Hashem, we have one person saying, no, it can't be done, so we'll poskin like, uh, we won't say who you are, but we'll poskin like him. That, it can't be. But let, let's assume even it's up in the air. But Rabbi Say, you're sitting there. And let's say you're assuming you're from the kosher guys who only have, you know, Divrei uh, Torah, special sales for stereo equipment, and, you know, and the cars that are for selling for, only, you, you only pick the really kosher things that don't have, can't. But you might get a, right? Everyone seems to admit something could pop up, okay? And something could, all you got to do is press a little button. All you got to do in this, it could be TikTok, could be anything else. And you're alone. 
And you just got, <laughs> now, what is that moment in time? It's just, oh, well, you know, whatever. What you did yesterday and what you're doing tomorrow is not relevant, Rabbi Sai. It's right now. That's the Nisayon, right now. And whether you say yes or whether you say no makes unbelievable difference for all of eternity. And I, it, it's clear. We have one of the heroes we have in this week's parsha is Betzalel. Betzalel is this incredible person. Could you imagine Moshe Benu lining up all of the Jewish men in Klai Yisrael? And they have been taught, they've been doing torture, torturous work their whole life. They come out to the Midbar. The last 210 years, certainly in every person's life that's now lined up, as Moshe Benu says, listen, we got, we got a task, Rabbi Isai. I need state-of-the-art craftsmanship, artistic work, uh, ability to carve, a little ability to sew, a little bit of ability to weave, artistic mastery. Basically, I need probably, uh, you know, I need Da Vinci, and I need Van Gogh, and I need this guy. I, I need ro- all rolled into one. Anybody want to raise their hand and say, who can do this? Who's ready to do this? Who would raise their hand? Not one lesson. Not one painting they ever did. They didn't have time to paint them and try it. I didn't have, didn't have time to paint. How in the world am I going to know how to weave this incredible artistry and tapestry and, and the miracles of, of how to do it in the Aron? Gold. I mean, it took so many different talents. It wasn't just one talent. So who's going who's to stand up? Says the Ramban. There are certain people when that, when that challenge gets put up there and, he, and the person saying, Me? I've been, I've been schlepping bricks in, in, the, in Mitzrayim, and I've been basically eating the muns in the Midbar. So where do I come to, to raise my hand? But you know what? Somebody's got to do it. Who's going to raise their hand? Who's going to be that one person to, to be that elevated individual to say, you know what? I'm not sure, but I'll do it. But Salah did that. Salah raised his hand. Incredible. He had that feeling of, I'm going to answer the call. And you know what? I'm going to do my best. No one else is here to do it. I'm going to save Christ. So Betzalel became Betzalel. You know, how did Betzalel become, become Betzalel? How, how was it that Betzalel comes from, from Yehuda that came from Miriam? Where is this chus? This chus, the Medrash says. Medrash in Kisisa, this week's Pasha. This chus was because Miriam, when Paro made advances to her, and when Paro said, kill the babies and had other immoral things on his mind, Miriam said no. The answer is no. Did she say no 20 years in a row? Did she say no for a whole lifetime? Was she perfect? Miriam, we know it was not perfect. We know that we had to wait around for Miriam to finish her saras. As she spoke Lashon Har about Moses, she wasn't perfect. It's not about being perfect. Let's cut, let's get perfection out of our heads. Let's just win the given battle in front of us, Rabbi Isai. Today, if you win this battle... The Rambam says one battle that you win to either do it perfectly right or not to do something that's wrong. And by the way, not doing something that's wrong is even greater. Not doing something wrong and standing up and not saying that line, not speaking the Lashon Hara, not letting my parents have it when I feel really upset that I didn't get what I wanted to get. And it's so easy to just let that thing out and throw Kibbut Avim right out the window. Am I going to do that? Maybe today I say no. Maybe today, maybe today I say, you know what? It's my parents. What am I doing? Will you do that tomorrow? I don't know. Next day? Rest of your life? I don't know. But you're doing it now. And you know what? Yes, Ma. Yes, Ta, no problem. 
no problem. And you're eating up inside, but you're doing it anyway, and you're not really very happy at all, but you, you're doing it. <gasps> wow. Unbelievable. Doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means you won an incredible battle. And Miriam won one battle, and who does she get for that one battle that she won? Maybe two. She didn't kill the babies, and she said no to Paro. She gets a Betzalo. She becomes a Miriam Hanaviah, one of the greatest people in Jewish history. Because you win a battle. Because you stand up. Because you answer the call. Mila Shemeloi. I always say, this is how we have to look at life. Every single day are new opportunities. Every time you walk into this building, you are given opportunities, both on the positive end, the way you talk to your friend, the way you talk to your teacher, the way you talk to your Rebbe, the way you just, the way you eat breakfast, whether you leave it all for somebody to come clean it up after me or you actually have the menstrual kite to say, you know what, I made this mess, let me clean it up. See, that's a small thing. Everybody says, you go through the Gemaris, and you go through Chazal, sometimes a smaller sensitivity leads to such incredible positive results. Moment in time. Rechaim, Rav Natali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, one of the great Gainim, the head of the Velazhin Yeshiva, he wrote such incredible svarim, the Hemek Dover and Hemek Shela. One moment in time. He's passing by, maybe he's what, 12, 13, 14 years old, he's passing by his parents' window, and he hears them bemoaning, we wanted him to be the God of Hadar. Looks like a little Naftali for Yehuda is not going to get there. He's rambunctious. He's running here. He's getting C minuses on his report card today. It does not look like it's happening. Okay. So he'll be a nice tailor. He'll be a nice whatever. Okay. It's not so bad. We wanted to become the God of Hadar. We knew that he had such potential. Okay. What can you do? One moment in time, Rabbi Say. That one moment in time says, then it sift to his students, probably what, 40 years later. As he was making a seam on his incredible work, the Hemek She'ela. And he says, Can you imagine if I just would have said, eh. <laughs> Yeah, tough. Tough, mommy. Yeah, he didn't, they didn't, he didn't know, they were, they didn't know he was there. But if he could, eh, yeah, that's right, that's right, mommy, daddy, I, yeah, it's tough. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> that one moment in time when he said, Whoa. You hear their voices? You hear the anguish that they're saying those words? You hear how much they believe in me and how they want me to be somebody special? That means I could be somebody special? That means I have such great ability? That one moment in time touched that young boy to become literally one of the one of the true giants of his generation, changing not only his generation but future generations with his svarim and his tamidim. That's, that's the way we have to look at life. It's not about being perfect. It's not about assuming we're always we're not always going to fail. We're going to pass a lot. If we fail sometimes, we fail sometimes. Yes, and then we, uh, we have to hear the shoes about getting back up and getting back in the race and not being depressed. Yeah, that shmuz is important too. But we need to also hear how important victories are. And one victory can make the difference. One standing up to hear HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to hear HaKadosh Baruch Hu's message, or Moshe Benu's message, Mila Hashem that can make the difference in our lives, our children's lives, and our many, many grandchildren and many generations beyond. Let's remember those words. Let's really wake up every morning with that question, Mila Shem Eloi. Let's remember to stand up and answer that call. And if that text comes, and if that this comes, and that phone call comes, that invitation comes, and, it, and this one Saturday night, we don't go. One situation we say no to, wow, that is so huge. 
one delete, one just one delete, one no, one not answer. Wow. And from that, you don't know what can come out. We don't know the repercussions, and that builds us up and makes us so much stronger, and it gives us strength for the next test. Bez Hashem, everybody say, let's keep that in mind. Let's answer that call. And Bez Hashem, finally, when that call comes, hopefully very, very soon, Mila Hashem to greet Mashiach, Bez Hashem, we'll all be there to answer that call. We'll be as Hashem, Mashiach, Mehev, Yemenu.